Hey y'all, it's Ed. You can follow me on Twitter at Carbazel, C-A-R-B-A-Z-E-L. And uh, this is the MMA Afterthought on uh, first week of April. I guess we're three weeks in, right? It started like, like February 11th. I'm sorry, March 11th. Uh, this coronavirus situation officially became uh, a pandemic. So, so that was one, two, three. It's like three. Well, I mean, I, I'm I've been home for three weeks. I'll say that my routine's been broken up, or whatever you want to call it. I'm sure folks have been either it's either longer or shorter for you for you and depending on where you are. But um, anyway, follow me on Twitter at Carbazel. I cover combat sports for MMA News, My MMA News, SureDog.com, and I've been doing some pro wrestling stuff over at 137pm.com. Um, so I figured it is uh, April 6th. Quick update. Uh, I've had a chance to speak to a few fighters. I know I put last week's episode, I put the Jake Smith interview. I spoke with Bellator MMA Women's featherweight number one contender, Arlene Blenkow. Arlene Angerfist Blenkow. That interview is up at MyMMANews.com. Um, if you want to see the video version, uh, otherwise I will attach the audio portion of that interview at the end of this podcast. Um, she's the number one contender, and uh, what prompted me to record this episode, I'm, I'm going to write a piece on it now. Cyborg told uh, TMZ that she's uh, her next combat sport competition might be a boxing match um i'm not she just won the featherweight title at bellator i don't know if that's the move to make um unless there's some way that she can continue to fight that she wants to fight while sports are on hold maybe there's some weird closed off boxing event that she can get in on just to stay busy and get some money coming in but um i mean after speaking with uh Blenkow, um, you know, I'm, I, I would think if you just won the title, I mean, to solidify your, your, I mean, she's, uh, what do they call them, uh, in pro wrestling, I think they call them triple crowns or something like that, people that have held titles everywhere, right, I forget, not triple crown, I don't, there's a term for it, when they've held all the titles everywhere, Cyborg is, has, is probably the only fighter that can say she actually did that, Invicta, Strike Force Invicta, UFC, and uh, now Bellator. So, like, to solidify that, I would think uh, she'd want to defend it at least one time. And, um, Blenkow, uh, if you listen to that interview, she's not hearing nothing else but that she's the number one contender. And I tend to agree with her when you look at, uh, I mean, she fought the last champion twice. Uh, both were like decisions or split decisions you'd have to check the record to make sure um but we'll have to wait and see what happens bellator canceled all their events through the month of may so there is no uh you know no london both the california events have been canceled california canceled all combat sports through may i think up until june according to an article on espn so and all while all this is going on uh, here on Monday afternoon, we're waiting for Dana White to announce the um, the fight card 
and maybe not the venue because no one can get tickets or go to it but where it's at least where it's going to be held allegedly it's somewhere on the west coast uh we don't know who the main event is it's definitely not going to be uh khabib Nurmagomedov versus tony ferguson because khabib Nurmagomedov is in russia and you know he ain't leaving he's going to be with his family and stuff like as we all should be during what's going on and um and i'm not saying like oh i am saying they should not do it they should definitely hold off they should definitely postpone everything follow scott coker and uh, campbell mclaren uh uh is you know they all postponed their events for the safety of fighters and fans and, and you know, crew and members and stuff like that. You know, uh, uh, Bellator, Scott Coker in, in particular, you know, they canceled day of the event. I was actually supposed to cover that on Friday the 13th. That should, that should be, I mean, why would you do anything on Friday the 13th? But hey, you know, I, I guess depending on your belief, 13 is good luck or bad luck. But either way... Um, I think they should hold off, just for the, for the record. I, I said it on last week's uh, podcast, Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I said that uh, I do think they should hold off, and I do think that they shouldn't do uh, an event and wait just for wait till for this thing to blow over. However, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and shake my finger because I'll be the first dude trying to watch the fights. I mean, obviously, I. We need something to write about, something to do podcasts about. If there's no new events, you know, you can only write so many uh, best of articles and things like that, which is pretty much what I've been doing now. If you check out my work over at MMANews.com, I mean, and get interviews. But, you know, sooner or later, the fighters are, are uh, some fighters might get tired of doing interviews. You know, they all they do have families and and home obligations especially if they're locked up at home and they got kids and you know the wife and 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 whoever else they're taking care of to think about they have to make time to be with them and help them out uh help out other family members and stuff like that so it's definitely a situation that we're we're all in and we're all in it together um but uh again like if if i'm not gonna if they do pull off an april 18th ufc 249 event somehow some way i am definitely gonna watch it because like like i said we all need something to watch so um outside of uh tiger kings and netflix and binging whatever you're binging um i saw a horrible movie so a24 makes a lot of weird movies it's a production company they made hereditary they made uh midsummer and then they made this movie that's on netflix called uh the killing of a sacred deer um, those three movies, the, 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 the capital letter A 20 and then the number 24 together, it's some movies production company. Uh, that's going to be a red flag for me. Um, if you like super weird shit, then watch that, watch anything they make. I watched those three films and I'm, I'm, I'm over them. They all end stupidly. I have no idea what I just watched or what the point of it is. And uh, it's all it's all like weird, awkward people, like someone that you wouldn't want to be around if they started talking to you. And if you met them at a, at a bar or at a, you know, at a public space and they just started someone that just started talking weird and weird facts to you, that seems to be the character base for all their films. Like every character is just a weird fuckhead. <laughs> so um, other than that, um, that's pretty much it. Uh, sorry about that. I'm recording on my phone. Um, so I have stuff coming though. I'm working on some huge, uh, projects 
some huge list projects for 137pm.com. So if you're following me on Twitter, at Carbazel, please keep following me for that. I'm, I'm pretty proud of the stuff. Uh, I'm actually having fun writing for them. I wrote some pro wrestling pieces for them, and it's actually got me back into pro wrestling. And that's one of the things that I'm wondering. Like, how come people aren't going after... I think maybe this past week people went after WWE because of WrestleMania. But uh, nobody's really gone after pro wrestling for still putting stuff on. AEW does a lot, has been doing a live event every Wednesday night, and I'm having fun watching it. Um, granted, my gig with 137PM has gotten me back into pro wrestling, but I'd be lying if I if I if I wasn't peeking at AEW before that. Um, the last time Jake Hager fought for real in Bellator MMA. I, I interviewed him a couple of times. If you go to uh, MMANews.com's YouTube channel, you can see those interviews there. But uh, just talking to him and seeing him, you know, uh, see Jay, seeing Jake Hager be, you know, Jake Hager, not the pro wrestling Jake, Jake Hager. That was uh, the way he just talked about it and, and uh, his passion to, to do what he does motivate, not motivated me, but I was like, let me check out what they're doing over there at AEW. And I wouldn't be lying if I'm not having some WCW, like, old-school feels from them. I was a big fan of WCW. I know folks hated WCW, but I, I always liked it. So uh, I was sad when they were gone. But, um, yeah, so um, check out that stuff over there. I mean, uh, I share everything. Again, I'm on Twitter, at Carbazel, C-A-R-B-A-Z-E-L. Um, again, uh, the interview with uh, Blanco is uh, while she was on on a plane or while she was in the airport waiting to get back to uh, home in Australia. And if you're following her Instagram, uh, she's putting a lot of home workout stuff. She's quarantined alone at home. You know, everyone coming from any place has to quarantine for like 14 days just because of all the all the places you come in contact with when you travel. I'm sure that's not something that's going to go away quickly. We're probably all going to have to do that if we plan on going anywhere for a while but um yeah check out her uh i think she's uh the ain't she's the anger fist or the angel anger fist um if you check out the video interview on my mma news i put her uh, social media tag up there but check that out that's over at mymmanews.com the audio of that will be uh at the end of this podcast and um i don't know what's going on this week so um you know, you might hear more movie reviews from me next week, <laughs> depending on what happens. Um, we are speaking with, uh, for the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast, we do have a guest with that, uh, John Burke, who is uh, Hoist Gracie's first black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. We'll be talking with him, and uh, just as, a, as someone that operates a large uh, Jiu-Jitsu academy and, how, and, you know, just how they're holding up in, uh, you know, obviously like gyms and crossfit places or whatever you're into but you know in uh, my culture in the jiu-jitsu culture we uh we're definitely like hurting for training and you know it's not just the training aspect and and the the camaraderie that that we're missing but you know the the folks that own and operate these places are uh they're losing out on on you know they could lose out on revenue so talking to him just to try to keep the hope alive keep folks uh you know uh there's a popular quote i think i said it last week if you want a gym to go back to, don't stop, don't quit and stop paying your dues. I know that's easier said than done. You know, not everybody um, can work from home and you're still getting paid. This is hurting a lot of people. So, uh, I mean, it's just for the folks that can. Obviously, if you can, you got to spend money where you got to spend it. So, but yeah, 
um that's it for this week um i'll record something next week like i said might be a ton of movie reviews or or some other bullshit but uh because there's really no sports going on aew wednesday this weekend is the 11th um and then the 18th is when ufc 249 is scheduled so if anything maybe i'll i'll give my own hot take on uh what announcement comes dana white said he's going to make announcement today monday april 6th and uh as of right now nothing has been reported let me just check before i stop this i don't see any news but um yeah so that's that um all right so i'll talk to you guys hope you enjoy the interview with blanco uh she's super available when i reach out to her she's been pretty cool about stuff and she's actually a hell of a fighter so if you don't if you don't got her on your women's mma radar you should definitely should so take care bye all right so i'm uh catching up with eileen blanco who is uh making her way back to australia in the midst of uh everything going on um So, uh, uh, how are you doing? I know, I know, I, I seem to always catch you in the middle of travel. Yeah, yeah. Today, um, I'm actually on the yeah way back home to Australia, um, mm-hmm. from Albuquerque, and um, yeah, today was a very um, all over the place type of day with um, cancelled flights and changed bookings and yeah. So I went from um, Albuquerque to LA, LA to San Francisco, and now I'm just waiting for my flight home from San Francisco to Sydney. So, but yeah, there was a, a whole lot of. Um, yeah, stuffing around with each one of those flights. That's when we so, get home. So were you, uh, I, I know you were putting stuff up on social. You were training out in New Mexico with Holly Holm. Yeah. And yeah. How, how'd that go? It was awesome. Um, I was there a few years ago. Um, actually, it was probably, about, yeah, four years ago now. So it's taken me a few years to, like, get back over there. But, um, yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, I've got a yeah, good relationship with um, Mike and, um, and Holly and I, yeah, yeah, had some awesome, awesome sessions together. Now, was this just like a, a sharpening of the blades or was was something uh, going to come up before everything uh, got put on hold? Um, yeah, well, the I am the number one contender with Bellator at the moment. So mm-hmm. the fight with um, Chris Cyborg is inevitable. So, um, yeah, it was just a matter of me heading over to Jackson's and because um, Coach Winks actually cornered my last two fights. Um so, yeah, he's been wanting me to get over there and do some training with him. And obviously, um, you know, I'm, I'm in Holly's weight division as well, um, you know, sort of sitting between featherweight, um, bed and weight and featherweight. So an awesome training partner for her. Um, yeah, so everything sort of just worked out well for me to um, head over there and just get some training in. And, um, yeah, I'll just set up what's what's going to be in store for my next fight camp um, when I do get matched for my next fight. And, um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> one one of the things I was going to ask you actually was if, if you watched Cyborg's debut. Obviously, she she won when she faced uh, uh, someone that you fought before. Um, yeah. So I, I would imagine you were watching closely. What was your take on the fight? <laughs> I, I feel like every featherweight. Um, well, I think more so, not just every featherweight, but yeah, everyone should have been watching that fight. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was watching it very closely. Um, yeah, no, great fight. I um, props to both. Um, both ladies. I thought Julia, I mean, obviously I fought her twice. I know that she's a super strong opponent and I did have interviews, um, you know, um, with people that were asking me which way I think the fight would go. Um, I know Julia is very strong wrestling, but obviously Cyborg's got amazing striking and yeah, um, you know, she took her into the, what was it, the third round and um, yeah, it was, it was an awesome fight um, between the two of them. So um, 
yeah, obviously now it just puts me sort of in the number one contender and I'm hoping I get that shot. Obviously, it's been mentioned um, by Mr. Coker and, um, yeah, like I think I've earned my stripes and that, but we'll just wait and see. Obviously, I think there's a lot more serious things happening on in the, in the world at the moment. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll fix all of that first and then worry about the fights later. Yeah, I mean, I, I really do hope that uh, with the pause on sports right now, it doesn't affect uh, your positioning or anything. I mean, I mean, there's so much going on uh, right now. You're in the airport trying to get home and stuff, <laughs> you know, so uh, I just hope that uh, there there isn't once we get going again, there's nothing that keeps you from uh, losing your number one spot. But uh, he he keeps talking about doing a a, a grand a women's Grand Prix and he, he doesn't really say what weight class. I mean, uh, would you be opposed to being involved in, if they if they did your weight class? Because it's just it seems like there's a lot of other newer faces in your weight class coming into the promotion too. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm a big believer, and I've said this in interviews before, in everything happening for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I truly believe that I've earned my stripes for a title shot next. Um, you know, with three wins in a row. But mm. if that's if that's what the promotion does, that's what the promotion does. Um, you know, I won't kick and scream and, and carry on in that. Um, I do think, though, that there's probably more room for a 125 um, Grand Prix um, to happen yeah. before the featherweight. Um, yeah, you know, there's obviously a lot more girls um, sort of signed to that division. Um, but, yeah, we'll just, I guess we'll wait and see. I mean, there's also the, the option of even possibly starting a bantamweight division within featherweight. I know there's talks, um, you know, Alima did say that um, she'd be interested in coming up to bantamweight and, um, yeah, obviously I want this this Welsh um, title as, at featherweight, but I wouldn't be opposed to dropping down to bantamweight as too, and maybe being a um, a champ champ. So <laughs> yeah, there's, <laughs> there's um yeah a lot a lot of different opportunities, um, a few different um, ideas that I've got um, that I'll sort of want to like put forward to the promotion. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess for me at the moment, my eyes are on the fight with Cyborg. Yeah. Um, you know, and that title shot. So it's sort of, you know, one, one step at a time. Yeah. I mean, I know we talked about, uh, your, your, uh, boxing in the past and, and do you think you have better, uh, uh, like, is, do you think you're, you have a better chance, uh, as far as like the way you compare with your striking against her? Do you, do you think you're better than her in that area as, as it comes to MMA? Um, yeah, well, if, it, if you're sort of breaking down, um, MMA into, different categories I think that my striking would be um, a bit more technical but by all means she's improved I, mean, I feel like her striking she's always been a dominant striker but I feel like technically she's improved as a striker um, and combine that with obviously her aggression she's very very dangerous mm-hmm. um, like I had a little giggle the other day I put a post up about um, you, know, you know wanting the cyborg I can't remember what it was but it was something to do with the cyborg fight and a, um, a fan commented saying you know um, it's a dangerous fight for you striking wise and i sort of like commented back saying oh i'll be you know going for the takedown and looking to submit her for sure and then the person sort of agreed and i sort of just had a laugh because yeah i mean if it comes down to me i think she's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu whereas mm-hmm. yeah you know that area you know she would definitely be more skilled than me but yeah um yeah as it comes down to i think obviously i'll be like betting on my striking to beat her rather than a submission win but you never know i guess <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um, you were uh, uh, leaving New Mexico. You obviously were training with someone that faced her before with Holly Holm. Um, yeah. Was there any uh, uh, info, information or any tips that she had for you uh, looking ahead at a fight like that? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because obviously, um, you know, Jackson Wings are awesome at breaking down fights. And, um, you know, Holly was the first fighter to take her into the five rounds. And 
you know, she had a really good fight with her. Um, she tested Cyborg at times and there was moments mm. of the fights. Yeah, so there were things that she, um, you know, sort of just mentioned about the fight. But just even for me, having someone of um, Holly's caliber to sort of train with, because um, she's an extremely strong, um, strong at her wrestling. And then obviously the striking is um, very good too. So she was um, yeah, awesome to train with and just... Um, yeah, just for my own, not so much for her giving me tips on sort of the cyborg fight, but just having like her as a training partner and obviously also Coach Wink's um, expertise and knowledge with everything. So just the way they break down fights and little things that I'm taking, like I'll be able to take home now and work with my coaches at home mm-hmm. um, before I head back over there. Uh, talking about going home with everything going on, I mean, there, there's no, uh, you know, obviously no one knows how long we have to be on pause as far as uh, sports coming back as a whole. Um, so what do you do uh, with everything going on? And, and I don't know how Australia is handling it. You know, they have us locked in our homes here in, in uh, yeah. on the East Coast. Um, what do you, uh, how do you propose to, to handle that as far as, you know, uh, having limited training options and, and staying home yeah. if you have to? Well, um, I automatically, once I get go home, I have to go into a 14-day quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. And my partner's got a, a job where he can't actually be exposed to me because um, so he's actually got to go and stay at his mum's house um, mm. for two weeks. So, yeah, I'll be at home by myself. But I'm lucky I've got a gym at home and, um, you know, I'm, I'm always, I know how to stay motivated and I'm actually going to spend the next sort of 14 days sharing a lot of my stories and doing a lot of home workouts and um, sharing them. I know Bellator sent me a message to try and, um, you know, upload some videos and that as well just to, you know, get, keep people because obviously it's not even just me. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, there's people all over the world that are locked in their houses at the moment. So just trying to keep people motivated and staying active rather than just sitting on the lounge and, and binge eating and uh, watching mm-hmm. Netflix. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, like you said, I mean, everybody's quick to uh, do uh, figure out solo training, solo drills and stuff like yeah. that. I, I would imagine you can still go running and stuff on your own, can't you? Or, or... Um, at the moment, no, because I think I'm pretty sure I have to be in the house. Like once mm-hmm. after the two weeks, but yeah, I'm. Like, I'm going to make sure that I sort of abide by the rules and that because, um, you know, coming back into the country, I'd, I'd hate to think that I sort of, you know, was to bring something back and um, possibly yeah. endanger other people. So, yeah, two weeks and this is, a, you know, another thing that I put on my social media, like in perspective to people in the past and things that, they, you know, it's two weeks in your own house. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I won't have my family with me, but, I mean, God, it's two weeks in my own house. I have a gym in the garage. Um, I've even thought, you know what, I was, I'll set a 20-minute timer and do laps around my um, my yard. And, yeah, it is, I've got a skipping rope. There's heaps of stuff. I've got, um, you know, equipment that I can keep busy. And it's two weeks out of my life, um, you know, to make sure that, you know, the world can survive and get get past this. It's it's not that hard. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's definitely a rough time. But, uh, I mean, uh, like you said, uh, the being home shouldn't be uh, look, looked at uh, upon as uh, something negative, especially for you're trying to rush to get back home with all this happening. I mean, it's yeah. the best place to be right now. Uh, so I hope uh, I hope you don't have much trouble getting back there. Yeah, uh, well, no, at this stage, yeah, I'm, I'm not like, at the, yeah, at this stage the flight's going ahead. So like I said uh, um, I had cancelled flights, domestic flights here in Australia mm-hmm. trying to get to here to San Francisco. So I had to fly from Albuquerque to LA and then yeah there was just a lot of confusion um throughout today so um for me I just want to get home <laughs> the, the uncertainty of not knowing how long this will go for otherwise um like I probably could have just stayed here and kept training but then if this drags on for a few months then yeah it's a 
it's a hard call. So I thought I'll just go home and that way I'm um, once I'm out of the quarantine for two weeks, I'm back mm. with my family and then we can all work out what's happening from there. Yeah, that's definitely uh, you don't want to get stuck anywhere either. I mean, obviously, the, it's 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 good to be in, in at a training camp, but obviously, I mean, with, with the state we're in, it's probably best to be home. So I'm, I'm glad definitely. you're uh, getting there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was get, I was definitely looked after at Jackson's. Um, you know, Mike was really good, and he um made sure that I was looked after and had everything that I needed. So um, it definitely made being so far away from home and sort of semi in isolation there yeah. a lot better. And obviously, um, you know, I was doing outdoor sessions with Holly and um, yeah, I was still getting some training in and, and the trip wasn't a, a waste at all. Um, still have learned what I needed to sort of learn to take home for this stage of the camp. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't a complete well, loss. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, well, I mean, so they, Bellator only had to cancel that one event that I was, I was actually supposed to cover 241 yeah. and then there's, there's nothing going on until May 9th. So uh, hopefully, I mean, God willing, uh, the, with the time passing, uh, they can they can still stick to their schedule and and fit you in there somehow. Yeah. Um, I don't know when if if you had your wish, uh, when would you like to when would you like to get back to that, uh, fighting? Um, well, I, I wasn't ready for sort of anything um, sooner than sort of June July anyway, because mm-hmm. um, obviously I know that this cyborg fight will have been and will be the biggest fight of my career. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I'm sort of knocking off a few of my career goals in one fight, um, you know, I've been chasing that Bellator world title since dropping it back in 2017 yeah. against Julia. So there's one goal. I mean, Chris Cyborg's always been the fight that I've wanted. Um, I, and the fact that sort of she, uh, I didn't even have to sort of cross promotions to, to make that fight happen. I got to stay loyal to Bellator and stay on my path and, and then her, her path's going to cross mine. So that was a big win for me. And, um, yeah, obviously the cyborg fight for me to fight her is going to be huge within Australia. Every, you know, everyone's going to be behind me. It's going to be a, um, a fight that'll bring, sort of build my name and um, obviously my legacy um, for when I finish fighting. But yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of um, career sort of goals um, that are yeah, all going to be wrapped up in this one fight. So I want to make sure that I go in there and give it absolutely everything. And I think it's a fight camp that, um, you know, Definitely taking a lot more than six to eight weeks. Not so mm-hmm. much for the fitness side of things, but just working on, you know, the small technical things, but even just working on the mental things and just, yeah, yeah but making sure that I'm 100% ready. So, are you, uh, are you, are you someone that watches? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but are you someone that watches, like, do you watch a lot of tape on your opponents or do you let your coaches handle that? Like, uh, how do you study up for someone like her? I let my coaches, like obviously leading up, um, say for, for example, um, the Leslie fight, we knew that she was going to be an opponent that I would have. Like as soon as she got signed, I, like I knew that that would happen. So I did watch um, videos of her, but once that fight um, ended up getting matched, I don't watch fight. Um, I don't watch tape during fight camp. I leave that mm. up to my coaches. Then they break it down. And um, in the past, like obviously when I first started fighting, I used to watch videos and sometimes you sort of psych yourself out a little bit and this and that. Like you always think your opponent's a little bit bigger than they are because it's just, you know, watching it over. Um, generally, fight week, I'll, um, when I'm sort of laying in the, like, in the hotel room, whatever, I'll, I'll watch um, video footage. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I did watch, um, oh, I was like a couple of weeks ago now, um, Holly's fight before I flew over um, and trained. I watched like the Holly and Cyborg fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's not something that I sit there and research. I mean, I've, um, 
I think, like, I've, I've watched a lot of Cyborg over the years um, from the fights. I think um, the first time I watched her fight was a week. I think her fight um, it was the first fight back after her suspension on mm-hmm. Invicta. Yeah, I was a week out of my first um, MMA fight, so I hadn't had a fight yet. Oh, and wow. I just remember, yeah, I just remember seeing her um, fight in, on Invicta, and, um, yeah, I was just like, wow, this chick's, like, yeah, pretty pretty wild. <laughs> she actually went in there and obviously made a statement because I think – was it a nine? Was it a nine-month suspension or something? I can't. I don't know the details, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd have to look it up too. But yeah, no, yeah. that's. So that'd she be went in there and was pretty dominant, and um, yeah, I was like, oh, this chick's pretty cool. And then when I saw that she was in my weight division, she's obviously always been that girl that's been at the top. And um, yeah, you know, I've been inside the top ten, like ranked inside the top ten, top five, and we even made it up to um, number three at one stage. I've dropped down now, obviously, but um. With the more more the UFC girls get signed, um, my ranking goes down here with Bellator. But you know, Cyborg's always been at the top of the list, so um, you know, I've always wanted to fight her. So the opportunity's here now. Well, I mean, it, it's one something, and it, uh, maybe it, it'll stick with you. When I spoke with Douglas Lima uh, that week in New York before everything went went south with the with the pandemic, um, and he said something that that you you probably agree with. Uh, he said the uh, the wins matter more than than anything else, and and you've been winning, so I I would think that 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 keeps you in your number one contender spot. So hopefully with everything uh, going on, it it ends uh, sooner rather than later, and and you get your uh, we hear an announcement soon enough. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm excited for that. I know, yeah, I know it'll happen, but at the moment, yeah, there's I guess there's, there are bigger things in the world to worry about. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just keep sitting tight, and then um, yeah, it'll happen. I'm hoping it's this year, but hopefully this all passes sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. So, Arlene, thank you so much again for giving me some time to talk. I know we kind of did this impromptu in the middle of your traveling, <laughs> so uh, I, I I hope I was able to kill some time for you. Yeah, no. And <laughs> and uh, uh, get home safe. I, I seriously, be safe and and stay healthy. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. Bye. See ya.